Andrew Saad uh, Skander from Egypt. And I founded uh, Bypass, which is a health tech startup in Egypt. Uh, we do this uh, digital health information exchange and building Egypt's first uh, infrastructure uh, platform with this purpose on. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Andrew Sad from the founder, CEO of Bypass, and this is an Egyptian healthcare integration system. This is really cool stuff. For those of you who don't know, yes, Africa has healthcare hospitals. They are, you know, as good as you can get in New York, some of them, many of them. And you know what? Egypt is part of Africa because I've had people actually, Andrew, say, Jesus never went to Africa. And then we have to go through the scriptures and talk about that. So welcome to the show. And hopefully we can educate those who can't even point Egypt on a map. Unfortunately, we're going to have them Google it. So welcome to the show. How I, think, I think everyone in the world knows how uh, to, to point Egypt in the map. Guy, we, we, have, we have the pyramids. We have the history. I believe we, we're the first to, to draw a map. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has so much, but if, yes. you haven't, if you haven't been to an American school system, you haven't missed much because, you know, it's what you see on TV is not just, it's not a game. Sometimes we don't learn geography outside of elementary. So I like to educate people and say, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I want to know with your company, Bypass, how did you create this? You are still a, a young man and you're doing something that if you were in, let's say, America, you'd have to go through almost an act of Congress because of patient confidentiality and how mm -hmm. corporations work. How did you get a system where the hospitals can talk to each other? And if I go to another hospital, if they log into the system, they can say yes, because was that, how many years did that take? Give us the process, please. Cool. So just, just to have this perspective in the States, uh, the guys who are controlling the healthcare systems is not really the guys in the Congress, but guys in the insurance companies, because they dictate how the healthcare goes. And they usually lock uh, patients' information in, 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 in some systems. Um, so they are limiting access to this information and then uh, really hurting how, uh, how the quality of healthcare service is, is given to patients. And in Egypt, it's, it's on the other side, uh, there's no controller of the market. So we have less than two and a half million Egyptians uh, having private medical insurance and the rest of the 100 millions of us is paying out of pocket. So this is this is the this is a great thing to have actually, and having this uh, this power of dynamics here in Egypt, we incentivize patients and physicians 
with with ownership of of their records. So whenever they go to a private clinic, a hospital, pharmacy, or a lab, they ask them to to upload their medical records to their unified patient identity. And this is why we called it bypass because instead of waiting to following this natural development of, of healthcare sectors, like what happened in the States, then happened in the UK, then happened in Canada and France, and with all these problems that they still don't have health information exchange, we, we just bypassed this by giving ownership of, of, of data to patients and physicians and build this platform for exchange from ground up. And it took us, uh, yes, we don't have 100% of the Egyptian market, but we are the only players and we are growing very fast. And from the idea of, of a medical student in, the, in, in, in his third year to an existing company serving thousands of Egyptians, took me like four years and a half. Wow, four, four years. And so you were studying medicine and, and you, know, you have your, your, your degree in that. Um, was, it, was your goal when studying medicine to become a physician or did you always know you wanted to do like maybe research or found a, a company like this to make the system even better? Well, I, I joined medicine school because I wanted to help patients. And then at the very first year, I, I found out that medical education is not the best thing in Egypt. So me and a bunch of my friends worked on enhancing the medical education and testing process. And we managed to get this done in, in three years. And I also focused on, on, on research because if, if I ended up being a good physician, or I held the education of 400 physicians, I would be helping like hundreds or, or few thousands of patients each day. But if I worked in research, I could be helping tens of thousands. And by the end of, 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 of the third year, I found out that it's not just the medical research, but also the tools and availability of patients' information in real time that also uh, affects greatly the quality of healthcare. So, I think, I think of myself as a bit greedy. So I wanted to help more patients a day. And with, with the tools and technology we now provide to our physicians and patients, I believe that we are, we are helping hundreds and of thousands and in future millions of patients a day. Now, when you decided to you know, take maybe that, some folks probably saw it as a crazy left turn how much flack did you get from your parents, especially, and your family? <laughs> you know, did they just look at you like, oh, my, he's a failure. He's, you know, he couldn't cut it. And now how do they feel about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, my parents actually, uh, you know, that each one of us uh, is privileged somehow to, to have this internet connection and this, uh, this computer to... Uh, so, so we can have this, uh, this meeting uh, thousands of miles away. And I believe that being privileged with my parents and, and, and the environment and the acceptance they gave me through the years uh, is, is a big part of, of, of why I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah, I, I have received some, uh, some resistance from my family because, dude, you are leaving medicine school, you're leaving a, a, a bright future ahead of you, a pretty known future with, with non-steps that have been taken by 
by thousands of, of your colleagues, colleagues and, and people who, who have been to medicine school before you, but I'm, I, I've also received the big support from, from my parents, yeah. And that's the way you guys answer a question. Whatever somebody asks you about your parents, make sure you honor that mother and father for a long life. So that's a, a great answer, but you heard them. There were some other family members, can't say their names, that yeah. they might have you know, looked at him and said, hmm. Now, you went from you know, possibly um, caring for the people for caring for more people than you'll ever know. How hard was it? And the reason why I mentioned the government here, because we have HIPAA here, which in 96, mm -hmm you know, uh, that came about and that uh -huh. handles that sensitive information where you can't, the hospitals have to do so much to protect the, the sensitive nature. Now you going into a hospital saying, sign up for our software program. How difficult was that first sale? Because I'm sure they said, who are you and who has approved you to be the one that fixes it? Yes. So, uh big big part of business is not just providing the business or the product but also the trust and i i, I think we have we have uh we have been lucky taking the right steps without knowing that these are the right steps so we started in our hometown in shabin al-koum uh Monofeya, egypt's delta and uh, we we first signed up uh, physicians that uh, that's also uh, teaching us in, in 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 medicine school. So we have this base of trust. They trust us. They they trust our behavior. They trust uh, that we we would not spare um, an effort to to make sure that we are providing them with a great product. And then it all started from there. So their colleagues trusted us, and their Further colleagues trusted what their colleagues trust, and and it all it all became like snowballs from there. And and how did you gain that trust? Because I know Egypt has the um, the Arab Socialist Union, and you know it's not like America where everything is about a dollar. Some people go to medicine only for the money here. Not everybody, because it's a lot of work, right? But there's many people who look at that big payout. Whereas in Egypt. It's, it's not like that. You're not going to make $800,000 as, uh, you know, your typical um, radiologist or surgeon. That's not going to happen. So mm -hmm. how did you get that trust? Did you have to get certified? Did you have to get tested? Did you have to get a politician to approve you and say, this are the people, give them a try? No, actually, we, we, we got it from a different perspective. We just made them try our products. And then uh, let their patients uh, also uh, give them uh, gave gave physicians a feedback on 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 the physician uh, side of, of of the product, getting more discounts, getting the prescription dispensed at time, and, and getting all these feedback. And then the product and service actually gave and provided this trust forward. And this is one of the differences between capitalism and socialism. <laughs> Bless you. Be, because you. do you laugh when you see um, on the CNNs and the, the news, like how can these people not believe the Dr. Fauci, the same doctor that they will run to when they get sick? 
Like, what do you what do you think about when you see like how medicine is run? I'm going to say in America versus Egypt, because that would be such a difficult thing to do. We literally have to get an active Congress or some private hospitals to like lobby on our behalf for everyone to be able to share the information. Um, and I know somebody will say, well, if you just sign off and, and give the permission, but just to get it started, you make it seem so easy. So it, it's almost like you could write a book saying, this is how you do medicine right. You know, um, what are your thoughts between Egypt and the way you see it run in the West in, in healthcare? You, you, should always, you should always ask about the why. Why, why are people so uh, concerned about um, not allowing for health information? Why, uh, why there, there are some regulations that are keeping on information uh, uh, on premises, not allowing for free exchange of information? And are they really helping the patient? Because if a patient uh, got, got sick in another place, they would be they would be endangered if, if, if they don't have their health records. Uh, so, and and it would cost more uh, more money for uh, for uh, for insurers to pay for healthcare providers to do a full body checkup and and pay for any medical errors if, if they happen. So, I believe that it's more uh, it's more related to uh, to the movement of, of cash and money. So. So that payers and, and healthcare providers can lock more patients into their networks, and and they usually do so by by not focusing on the quality of the service, but rather holding your information. And this is not the right way forward because with more uh, with more people uh, like us uh, around the world, we 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 would. Uh, we would disrupt this model and and get people ownership of their data so they can receive quality care wherever and whenever they go, even if they are not in the States, even if they went to a European con- country, African country, anywhere, they still can receive this this right as, as one of basic human rights. Yes, yes. Now, when you talk about even other countries, have you been able to expand bypass? I know, you know, this is started in 2017, but have you been able to expand and say, hey, Ethiopia, salam, check this out. Hey, Kenya, Mambo, Jambo, Uhaligani, um, check this out. Have you been able to expand it to any other countries? Actually, uh, we are focusing on Egypt now and, and we, 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 uh, we plan to, to expand to North Africa in the future, but knowing that some other players uh, are, are providing the same value proposition to, to their countries using the same um, principles, using the same, even, even the technology infrastructure just gives you the trust of, of this, this, this generation of, of people are really focusing on, 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 on people's lives uh, and also making great, uh, great money, but, but just... Uh, putting putting people's lives and 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 life as a general uh, at first. So yeah, we have some uh, some close relationships with similar uh, companies in in Africa and and UK, 
and we are sharing same principles. Some, uh, so so the, these principles and and technology uh, technology similarities paves the way for for free and global health information exchange. So, yeah. We are doing it. We are doing it in different places around the world. Yeah. And, and how many hospitals, and I know you just don't go after hospitals and clinics, but I think when my research, there were like 30 hospitals alone in Cairo, says the internet. So how many hospitals have you been able to reach out to? And do you still have, you know, a, a long way to go for just Egypt? To yeah, get sure. Sure. So, so instead of going to hospitals, we go to the building units of, of hospitals. So we go to private clinics. So the, the patients would be using their account into their private clinic and also in the hospital. And we, we, we go for clinics because clinics uh, provide more than 60% of healthcare services in Egypt, unlike, unlike the states where it's all, uh, all in hospitals. And we have more, uh, and we have a network of more than 2,500 uh, healthcare providers at, at our network now. And do you have any agreement with the patient? And, and if, forgive my, this is my Western greedy mind thinking, but I could see a big corporation coming to you and say, Andrew, we love what you're doing. We want to just buy you out. So you just write how much you need on the check. And they come in with the thought of, we want to buy you, but they really want to buy the data. So they don't mind mm -hmm. having the software and everything going, but you think of Amazon. Hold on, Andrew. You don't just have people's age, what they, you know, how old they are, what their health is like, but you have so much detail. If I give you, a, let's say, a billion dollars, now I have all of Egypt and I can easily kind of come in. Um, what... You know, you do you ever think about that stuff? Is do you ever think about selling the company? Um, is that even possible to do? Maybe there's an agreement you have, you know, with the government saying we'll never do that, we'll never sell the data, or with your patients. But yeah, let, please let us know. So in order to dig it to get this done right, we have uh, we have chosen just to de-identify the data we 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 have. So it's not available for us to know. Uh, which which source of data is related to which which account? So we we have the identified the data just to avoid any tempting offers in the future. Wow, you guys! This man is going for sainthood. You know he this that that's awesome. And when you hide the data, are you doing it on a server? Tell me you put all this like on the blockchain, and it's just you know like how, how did you hide it even from yourself? We, we we have we have a mixed match of tricks when it comes to this and this is kind of our secret sauce you know okay okay and we can't let those secrets out but <laughs> yes. yeah, we can't can't do that at all now yeah. outside of bypass um yes. you know because your whole thing is a community give back and i always ask guests what is their community give back so can you tell me a community give back that you're doing the outside of bypass, or maybe you haven't spoke about it yet, or something that you want to do in the future. I believe that one of one of measures, uh, one of one of major areas that health tech can be beneficiary is to to provide marginalized segments with with an identity. 
and we are working on it uh, very closely with, with the government to provide some marginalized uh, communities and segments with, with health tags so they can make benefit of what we do. Hmm. Okay. And and with with having you know bypass and you're gonna have success. This is just gonna grow where I believe countries are gonna come to you because touring around Africa, I see that what you're doing there. There's some places that really need this. I don't want to call any any countries out because we like to do business and be friendly and put a positive light. But do you see yourself um, going into other uh, software and tech businesses? Maybe you have something else you're planning on building. You just give me this serial entrepreneur vibe. Um, mm -hmm. If Bill Gates meets um, you know, Jeff Bezos, and do you have other businesses that you, you plan on doing as well? Uh, for, for the current time, no, I'm not doing any any uh, side business I'm focusing uh, fully on, on bypass and I believe in the future it's it's not about adding another business vertical but to focus on getting this business into the hands of, of millions of, of African uh, of African cities okay and, and we'll and we'll do you see bypass at all um, you know you're handling the patient's records and their information but also I know there's companies that are, especially during COVID, that said our patients need medication and we need to get it to them. And it's almost who's better to get it to them than you, because you are already dealing with them. Is that something that you can see in the future? No, actually, I, I, I believe that for, for HealthStack to stay neutral when it comes to uh, healthcare uh, information exchange, we, we have to stay away from consumer-facing solutions. So we have to stay away from drug delivery, telemedicine, and booking. And this is, this is for our patients. So they can use their identity into other apps and not being limited by, by, by what we do. Mm, okay. That's an interesting... You know, you're definitely not a, um, a, a, a greedy person. And um, that's that that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing, you know. Or maybe too greedy to fall for just uh, short gains. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know, right? But I would think like what you're doing would be perfect. I would think for telemedicine because telemedicine would open it for more people who have to work every day, you know, and they don't have time to run to the hospital and they say, well, you already have, you know. I'm already in this system. I trust this system. And yeah, please help me out. But that's, um, that's interesting. Any plans on writing a book on all this information and, and what you've done and how you've done it? Me writing a book? Yes. Okay. Maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just have these, uh, these, these small writings of mine. But uh, writing a book, I don't know. Maybe Maybe if I'm... Maybe if I, I focus more on, on getting, getting bypass bigger, we can get uh, a, a better writer to write this book. Okay, yeah, it's, all, it's okay to have a, have a help, you know, whether it's a ghostwriter yeah. or an editor. And, and the book is not for vanity. The book is for you to, you know, express yourself 
but really it's for us to read what it took to get here because you make it seem, you know, very, it was very straightforward, but I know it wasn't. <laughs> I, 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 it was never this straightforward, yes. <laughs> yeah, but when you're doing the work, you're just doing the work. So you can't really see the hurdles. You just jump the hurdles like a track star. But, you know, to even get here, I think that's amazing. And I think that um, when I share this with other um, people who have leadership positions in their countries nearby, they're going to say, wow, okay, we didn't think about that. What do you think about leadership on the continent? Um, to me, and I tell my father-in-law this, who's an, uh, um, an elder, I say, can all your friends please retire and let the young blood get in and show you what, you know, not just the blockchain and crypto, but even how TikTok works. What are your thoughts on, you know, the, the future of just the continent's leadership once the, the elders die, which many of them want to die in office, or retire? Okay, so I, I remember this uh the talk of, of, Steve Jobs, of Steve Jobs, he once said for the youth to, to stay hungry, to stay um, want more and, and never accept uh, the status quo. And I'm, I'm really grateful for, for the elders because they got us into this stage with all its uh, privileges and problems. And, and now, we, we, we build the bond. So, yeah, we, we might think of the elders that they are lagging behind, but once they were the youth who, who, who pushed to where humanity is now. So the elders now, uh, the one we, we, we criticize in the continent, are the ones who, who have been through a lot of wars in, in, in Africa. And now we have less wars because of them we have less problems because of them. Yeah, some of them might be uh, in power because of a coup. Some of them might be in, uh, in, in power and, and just having money that doesn't belong to them. But still, they have done some good deeds. And, and I tend to, to think of humans this way because this, this is how, how you can see beauty's life. You, you, don't, you don't just uh, you don't just focus on, on, on one aspect, but rather uh, see the whole picture of, of the elders maintaining peace, maintaining this, this, uh, this line of, of growth and stability, and us as the youth who are adding this uh, like hooky, hooky, uh, hooky curve, hooky stick-like curve, and transcending humanity to another level. And then we became elders, maintaining this new level for the youth to come and, 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 and transcend us to, to the next level. Uh, well, I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, your, your words are as um, peaceful as um, Anwar Sadat, you know, uh, former <laughs> president, where peace is much more precious than a piece of land. And so, Having that that heart and that and understanding that you know I, I totally agree the elders have got us this far I as, as a person who just wants to get out there and do so much for the last yes. ten to twenty years 
I now say, give us a bigger shot so we can take this to the next level. So I, I thank you for your time. I want everybody, wherever you're listening or wherever you're watching from, to check in the description box. I want you to go check out Bypass. It's going to, you know, have you spark something in you. You might get an idea. You might say, you know what? I'm a programmer. I want to move to Egypt. Andrew, I just emailed I love- you. Yeah, I I would love to have you guys. Sure. Yes. So you guys, we're going to take this offline. Like always, you make sure you like, share it with someone so they can be blessed by the game as well. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.